Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. We are here to talk about the do-do's and don't-do's of personalized learning. Yeah! School's back, Courtney. What could go wrong? No, I think everybody in every school <laughs> in the country, it's, gone, it's been smooth sailing, right? Smooth sailing. We've prepared for absolutely every possibility, every yep. eventuality, and uh, we're good to go. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Uh, so we'll yeah. see you next week, we'll and uh, week. <laughs> that'll, that'll be that. Uh, things are not quite going that way, are they? No, but you know what? In general, it's going much better than I think people expected. I'm going to say in general, at least here in Maine. Maine is in a, a really good place today when it comes to uh, coronavirus. That's good. So, that's, yeah. that's outstanding. So here in Maine, the overall picture is that, you know, the anxiety and the fear was really high over the summer. And then as soon as the kids entered the buildings, everyone's anxiety dropped a little because you know what? We're reminded again how resilient kids are and mm -hmm. how adaptable kids are and how well they're dealing with all of this and how shocker mask problems are coming from the adults not the kids what and uh yeah so you know so in one sense like yeah everyone's kind of dropped down a couple notches on the i don't know what scale we're on but they've dropped down a couple <laughs> notches people feel good about the kids being back things yep. are working um but yeah there are some snags what yep. i mean so what's the what's the scene in California, kids have been back longer than they have in Maine. Well, it depends on on where you are in Southern California, but some of the some of the schools started uh, mid August or so, and some just started like last week, right around Labor Day. And you know, it's a variety of things. I think most schools in California, at best, are doing some type of hybrid, so yeah. they're they're once maybe twice a week, uh, the rest they're online at home. So yeah. kind of the same type of model, the best yeah. type of model that we could hope for uh, in California, definitely. Uh, there are some hiccups. Some of the schools have got some COVID cases and therefore have had to go back to remote learning. But hope, hopefully they were prepared for that because, you know, you got to prepare for everything. Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's awkward. But yeah, everything I was reading about where kids are happy to be back, they yeah. want something to do, even if they're back twice a week. Right. You know, they, they get it. Kids get it. Yeah. They do. As, as always, it's, uh, it's our fault as adults that are, that are screwing things up a little bit. You're right. The mask problems. We're um, just inflexible and lack imagination and curiosity and wonder about life. <laughs> well then, uh, I think that's so, a different podcast. We, oh, I we, mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think, I think that school teachers and administrators and superintendents and things are really trying to figure out the best of a terrible situation everywhere oh, gosh. Yeah. and are prepared for everything, which is not in anybody's forte. No. And so, you know, as things comes up, you have to be flexible, right? Like, yeah. so this high school that closed today uh, because they had COVID cases, I'm sure they're prepared for, okay, we go out for a couple of weeks, we see what happens. And best case, we come back. Worst case, 
we don't for a while and we just continue what we're doing. And you just have to be open with that with everybody. And I, yeah. I think that's always the struggle is the communication aspect about, oh, absolutely. but you, but you can't really satisfy everybody, right? You can't no. give everybody all of the plans because all of the plans I keep looking at are like 13 to 50 pages. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit actually about what happens or what is starting to happen in places where they tried to give everybody everything they wanted. Okay. Okay. And yeah. So let's, let's go with that. Of, yeah. So this is, so one thing that has happened is that in the interest of um, being true to our responsibility of providing a free education, right. As public schools to anyone who wants it. Um, a lot of districts nationwide have given uh, options for how mm -hmm. learners attend school. Okay. And so um, I guess like, I want, I want to say a couple things about this, but here's kind of the gist of what has happened, right? Like you might have a choice between um, a full distance option and some kind of in-person option, whether it's five days a week or hybrid doesn't matter. Right. Um, essentially there's a, in a lot of places, you as a parent of a public school child have that choice. What could possibly go wrong, right? <laughs> oh yeah, sounds reasonable so far. Sounds totally reasonable. And so in a lot of places, um, depending on staffing availability and capacity, the district might have shifted resources so that specific teachers are offering the full distance option, right? Have some full okay. distance teachers. Or they might have gone a different route and purchased kind of like a virtual academy, right? Type situation okay. where you are still enrolled in the public school on the public school records. Your, your learning is managed through this other kind of online environment, but there's someone at the school kind of managing that in some way. Okay. Not like a teacher that you're seeing every day necessarily, but there's someone kind of like quote unquote in charge, right? Of that, that stuff. Sure. So what's happening now is uh, dealing with the flow back and forth okay. between um, who gets to be in full distance versus who doesn't get to be in full distance or look at it the other way, who gets to be in person versus who doesn't get to be in person. Okay. How many get to be in person or how many get to be full distance? And what's the line, what's the moral line around telling a public school student no, you can't do either. Like, sorry, we don't have the capacity or we don't have enough space in the full distance for you. Or no, sorry, we don't have the full, we don't have the space for you in the in-person. Okay. So, right? yeah. So I get a lot of questions about Go that. shoot. Yeah. Like, um, I think, cause I, I've heard about this before that people were giving, schools were giving parents the option. Yes. And I guess... From what I from what I gather, most places that I've read about it anyway, and not necessarily Maine based, so this is really anywhere. No, were, this is nationwide. This is happening. Yeah, this so, is not just Maine. Yeah. Okay, okay. So they were assuming that about half would want to stay home. Okay. And that was what they were kind of planning for when right. you're looking at all the things you just mentioned, having a person in charge of the right. distance learning part, if possible, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all the things you just said. Yeah. So was that half 
opting out, as it were, is, has that been a reality in your, in your knowledge? Or um, what, what is about the percentages of kids that opted out entirely and wanted to take that full distance learning option? And stay full distance learning. And stay full um, distance learning. Yeah. yeah. I think it's higher than people expected. I never heard, I think that's interesting that you heard people kind of estimating like, well, we're gonna plan for 50%. Yep. Um, I never actually heard anyone putting a number on it. To interesting, okay. Um, I think the percentage is a lot higher than people expected, right? And that are, that are full out? That are full out, yes. Gotcha. Higher and, than half. Okay, interesting. Um, no, I'm not saying it's higher than half because I don't know what people were expecting. I'm saying okay. it's just higher than they expected. I see where you're going with that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So higher than expected. Okay. Um, and yeah, so it has, uh, the issue is the capa is capacity. In either direction, the issue is capacity. Sure, yep. Um, how many learners can actually be in the full distance or not or be mm -hmm. in in person so if you have more people yeah. in the in the full distance you obviously have more uh hire that person in charge as you said there's a lot of back-end stuff that needs to happen with that one right and if it's more then people have to switch the last minute in order to handle that and right. if you have more people that offer in school now you have to adjust what the tape on your floors to see where people are Exactly. And you didn't know until they right. started showing up. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. And then some districts took a reasonable, what I think is a completely reasonable approach and said like, you need to choose one by this date and then there'll be an opportunity to switch like at the trimester mark, right? Yeah. But other schools haven't done that. Like more right. schools than you would expect haven't actually done that and have left it wide open so that you can, you know, maybe week by week, but even that, if you think about the, the, the potential for shifting resources, Wait, did, or otherwise. Did you just say week by week they can take that option? Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see why you'd want to, you know, give parents that option. And really that's, that's the ultimate and flexible, right? Right. But... <laughs> There's a lot of but, other stuff that has to happen because of that. You know, we've been calling it the house of cards, yeah. right? How, how districts are set up to be run right now. Yeah. And yeah, one shift, sometimes one kid <laughs> could yep. Yep, that's true. totally bring that house of cards down and make a district or a school have to completely rearrange things. So yeah, so that's an issue that is coming up around, okay. you know, um, First, it became kind of this, like the issue was, how do we be flexible enough, right, to make sure as many students stay in the public school system as possible? Mm -hmm. um, and now it's become, how do we manage that flexibility so that it doesn't um, tax our resources yep. in a way that still um, allows for some flexibility, but protects the integrity of the education a school can deliver or offer. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff that I don't think, oh, I don't think, that I know we never had to really think about before. Right. You know, and it's not exactly uh, people's forte to change 
system organizations no. overnight. Yeah. In no. some cases, literally overnight. Literally overnight. You know? Yeah. Wow. That that weekly thing really still sticks in my mind a little bit. That yeah. You can, and you and can... there are some where there's no at all. Like there are no policies around, you know, shifting yeah. from one option to the other. So what happened? Yeah. Like create, it's just, yeah, it's craziness. It's, 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 it's a logistical <laughs> nightmare. I couldn't handle that. I'm glad I no. have a job where I have to deal with that, honestly, because that would, same. that would drive me nuts. Same. I, it's I, a little bit out of my uh, wheelhouse as it were. Yeah. A little bit um, out of the wheelhouse, but, but shift and look at this from another perspective. One of the tenets of, uh, learner-centered education or personalized learning is that uh, learning happens anywhere, anytime. Mm -hmm. So this is a really exciting moment of cognitive dissonance yeah. for districts to figure out how do we do that, right? How do we actually do that? And online learning, distance learning is a completely viable option for a lot of kiddos. Yep. So how do we design a public school system that offers that in a reasonable way? Obviously not in health crisis times, but right. like this is how we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Is right now. Um, and that's a different way to look at it. Well, it is. I was, I was talking with a colleague this morning actually about a similar thing about how teachers have gone from only in-person learning. We talked a lot this, about this last spring to offering these different options, right? Whether it's full on distance learning or that hybrid model where, where you have kids in your classroom and kids online at the same time. Yeah. So you have to deliver instruction to the kids that are in the class, plus the ones that are online and be able to monitor so you right. can adjust and that is you know that sounds just like oh my god i i would never have been able to do that when yeah. i was teaching and the answer of course is of course we would have been able to it would have we would have struggled at first yeah. then you we figure it out yeah. and then that's suddenly just something you do right and you can see that okay i am meeting every kid's need instead of just this is the way i teach and that's it it's yeah. like no the, the focus is now different for everybody. You're right. It's not just teachers anymore. It's for systems and trying to figure out that it's about the kids. And it was always about the kids. Yeah. We just didn't have the structure to make it about the kids. So we made like it about my adults. Challenge, like I want to throw this challenge out to all of our listeners. Any of y'all their superintendents or like, you know, district leaders out there. My challenge for you is to stop looking at this time as a crisis management time and look at this time as the lab for the future. This is when we figure out how to make personalized learning work. This is it right here. Yeah. I think it'll just bring a really different feel to the problem solving. Yep. I would agree. That's a challenge. So what do they win if they win this challenge? Um, they get, a, they get a, a personalized learning with Matt and Courtney button. I don't nice. want to get you on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I was just—that's uh, a little much. I was just going to say you have a free subscription for life to the pod. <laughs> we are—we're a free pod. Yeah. No. You don't have to mention that. Sorry. 
<laughs> a free button. Yes, free we button. can send a free button. Uh, uh, that's valuable. Not many people have those buttons. So, it's, you know, they're collector's items. It's, it's it a thing. Box it. <laughs> man, I have to put it in a box now. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so let's shift gears a little bit because I think there's, there's something else to talk about here. So, what okay. do you think? Trivia question, Mashe. Ooh. What do you think is, um, it's kind of like family feud, I guess. Like, what do you think is one of the top three factors that uh, keeps a school from being able to go full in-person learning? What's, uh, that keeps a school from going full in-person learning? Full in-person learning, yeah. Uh, I think uh, number one would be uh, Facebook. Because all the, the, the morass of disinformation out there about how. Okay, all right, fair. That's not what I was thinking. Yeah, I know. Maybe. Because, because you, I don't know. <laughs> there were so many signs I saw a couple of days ago uh, in cars down by the beach that were just like, uh, COVID is a conspiracy theory. Oh, stop it. Don't wear your mask. It's a trick to get Trump out of office. Okay, so yeah, so in a in a sense, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In well, because that's because yes. people think Facebook is news, and Facebook is just people giving opinions. Yeah. And as we know, people have opinions all over the place. So I don't know exactly where you're going with this one, but my first thought is that the no masks. No masks. Nope. That's that's. That's the reason I would say, but yeah. go ahead. Give me okay. a hint, give me a hint. Um, it has to do with space. Uh, like Apollo 13 space or something yeah. a little smaller? No, no, like um, physical space. Oh, darn it. I was hoping that we'd have a, some moon talk going on here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, cafeterias. Oh. Fitting all the kids in the cafeteria to eat lunch. And this might not be an issue in parts of the country where there isn't winter, but um, <laughs> in parts of the country where there's winter, it's a problem. So what I've been seeing, and it's not just out here where it's always sunny and unicorns are running by all the time. Yeah, all right, yeah. Uh, that there's, there is no more cafeteria. Kids eat in their rooms. Food is brought to the rooms they take their plates and they eat in the rooms. That, that's what I'm seeing out here in California. That's what you're seeing out there. Yeah, a lot of that because they, the cafeterias, you're right, there's just not enough room for yep. however many kids, even if it's like half the kids, Yeah. you know, if can't you, you can't do it, you can't do it. So they eat in their rooms, that's what I've been seeing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, which is a, that's been depressing. A, uh, yeah, cafeteria space has been, it's been the talk. <laughs> gotcha. In, in circles I run in. <laughs> God, Those are some circles, put it that way. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, I it might not be the top three, one of the top three reasons, but it is, it is a reason that is being talked about. That, Interesting. Uh, so why would that prevent people from going full in-person learning? Because you can't have all the, you can't, can't fit all the kids in. Yeah, can't you just like, have the kids uh, there in their rooms. There must be other reasons. There must be other reasons why that can't happen. Are you talking full as in entire student body now? Yeah. Yes, entire. Okay, student so body. the room thing is probably you can't do that one because you can't have right. 20 kids in any room anymore. 
right. if you're doing it appropriately. Yes. That's yeah. interesting. Um, you know, there are ways around that is I'm, I'm trying to think of my head. You just have more lunches and yeah, maybe you'd have to start some kids at nine 30 in the morning to eat lunch, yeah. which is, we start at 10 yeah. o'clock anyway. So come on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not, nothing is good. Um, <laughs> you know, bringing, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a good question, but that is, does not seem something that is unsolvable to have. If you want the goal for every school in this country is to be full in person. Right. I don't think anybody wants to say, yeah, this hybrid thing. Yeah, let's let's keep that. I haven't heard anybody actually say that yet. Even if some of them are thinking it. But <laughs> there there are ways around that, I would say. There are ways around that. Give me another reason. This is this is getting exciting. Another reason that you that something that keeps um, Yeah, my first my top two reasons were Facebook and Apollo Facebook 13. And face masks. Yeah, Facebook and Apollo face masks and Apollo 13 and none of them make sense. So <laughs> what's um, another thing oh. you're hearing? <laughs> what's another thing that you're hearing about this one? I'm interested. Uh, teachers. Say more. Having enough Having enough teachers. <laughs> so are you saying that there are some teachers who aren't teaching coming to school that they're, are they doing stuff online or are they just, do you mean just like I decided to leave teaching because I think of it's this? a mix. I think it's a mix. There's, okay. there's a bunch of, there's a percentage and I think it varies where you are in the country, but teachers who have not returned. Yep. And then, uh, yep teachers who for legitimate medical reasons should not and yep. are not. Yep, totally agree with that one. Back in the buildings teaching. So then that, that's another kind of strain on resources. What is related to that one? What are you hearing about uh, subs, substitute teachers? Oh are... gosh, that's just, no one's even talking about that because I think it's, that's just um, too soon. Inducing. Yeah. <laughs> It might be too soon for anybody to talk about that yet. Can't talk uh, about that but yet. my assumption would be that there are uh, none. There are none. There are none. So if a there teacher's none, out. There were none before the world went upside Yeah. Down. So it's now what? Uh, less than zero. It's very, very few subs. Yeah. So is it that teachers could potentially teach from home if they're sick? Is that what people are going to like? If I'm missing a day because I have a scratchy throat and I don't feel like going to work and spread it. Is that something that I could still teach at home? You know, because what? I'm at there home. Really hasn't been, I have not been a part of any conversation about this. No, me neither. So I'm, I'm really okay. interested in, in what that would look like because, you know, work from home now that we've been in this for six months, people have gotten kind of used to this. Yeah. And, you know, if I, if I'm not feeling great, but I'm feeling enough that I could sit in front of a computer and talk to kids all day and teach. Right, I might, I might be more up for that than just, you know, it's or enough for me not to go to, not to go to work, but. Right. Or if but, you're quarantined, right. Because like one of right. a pretty standard protocol is that like, if someone in a cohort, which is what a lot of districts and schools are doing are making these cohorts that kids yeah. travel in. Someone in the cohort gets sick, then everyone 
in the cohort has to quarantine for two weeks, test or no test, positive or negative. Yep. Um, so what about that situation? Right? Yeah. Like, so what if a teacher is quarantined and can they teach from home or like, what are, what's, what's happening? Yeah. But no, there hasn't been a lot of talk about that. I'd love so like to the see. The closest thing to any talk about subs has been, Courtney, please don't schedule any professional learning opportunities during the school day. So that okay. we don't have to try to find a sub. That is a very fair point. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I wonder if, if this, these discussions have been had in depth enough to develop any type of policy or anything about what do you do? Uh, so if anybody out there knows anything, like what's yeah. happening in your district, do, does your district have a policy on this? Has it been communicated? Um, do you know anything? Because right now, I, as we said, everything is being kind of made up on the fly here and there's a lot going on. Yeah. So, you know, and it hasn't honestly been that long before all this happened. You know, over the summer, everybody was kind of scrambling and hoping. Right. And all of a sudden, school starts again because uh, every day is March 17th, it seems. So, <laughs> yeah, school started up way too fast compared to the end of the year. This has been the fastest summer I think I've ever had. Yeah. It's just flown. It's just it has. It's gone flown. Completely. Yeah, maybe that's because I'm getting older, but uh, I don't know. You said it. No. I meant you. What? <laughs> I meant you. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Not me. What? Huh? What? I can't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you're 3,200 miles away, Courtney. What? Yeah. Ah, yeah, there we go. So I, I would like to hear that from uh, yeah, any of our listeners about what's going on in your district and, and what are the plans and, you know, positive and negative so we yeah. can all learn from it like like you said before this is the opportunity that we make it better when things look better in this country uh, this is the opportunity to think through all those things so let us know on facebook the morass of humanity uh or on twitter or our face our regular page would be even better p learn mc everywhere yeah. everywhere p learn mc let us yeah. know because we'd, we'd like to we'd like to know a little bit more about what's going on and with that, I guess we'll talk next week about, it, it's going to be, from what I hear, it's a miracle is going to happen and everything's going to open up next week, right? I keep hearing that. Oh, you heard that? I did. No, I, did. I haven't. Mm. No, I think, you know what I think we talk about next week? I think we talk about um, having hard conversations, hard learning. All right, you heard it here first. This is the first time we've actually planned something for the next week. So, we'll talk to you all next week.